yes, kids, welcome back to the Wayne Holtz podcast. Girl, another good one. As many of you know, my favorite thing to do in the world is dance, and my favorite show in the world is Dancing with the Stars. Now, I love it so much, y'all. I've got it tattooed above my heart, literally. Okay, hashtag DWTS. For those of you who don't know what the show is, it pairs celebrities and people in the public eye with professional ballroom dancers. The pros teach the celebs how to dance, and together the pro and the celeb compete week after week against each other until one of them gets that mirror ball trophy girl. So it really is a journey for the dancer and the the celebrity, the star. Um, It is what first opened my eyes to the world of dance when I was a teenager, showed me that I I wanted to be a performer, and has been my teacher through the TV for 29 seasons. Can you believe it, y'all? That show is about to hit season 30, monumental. And with us today is someone who served as one of the those teachers on the show for 11 seasons during the beginning when it was really a massive hit and, you know, it continues to be. Um, I'm joined by Miss Edita Slavinska. Hello, Edita. Hi, how are you? I love the intro. I don't know that you're such a huge fan of the show. Uh, yeah, so fire up with the questions. I love it. Well, Edita, um, you are a professional dancer on the show. I forgot to mention that part. And But I want to start, where did you grow up? What was your child look, life like? And how did you transition into ballroom dancing? So I, I'm from Poland. I moved here when I was 20, and I started dancing in Poland. Um, so it's not many people know that, but ballroom dancing is a lot more popular in Europe. Maybe not now, but it used to be a lot more popular. So what made dancing popular here is pretty much dancing with the stars. Now everyone knows, you know, the cha-cha and the tango and, you know, what it is. But in Europe, it's pretty normal that kids, uh, like here, you go to a ballet class or you do... Uh, you go play baseball, football. Uh, in Poland and in Europe, you kind uh, up for that stuff. So I kind of signed myself up for helicopters uh, flying above me if you can hear it. Oh, I don't mind. I, I signed myself up for a dance class when I was, uh, when I was about uh, nine years old, which is pretty late for a dancer. Um, but my whole life was kind of organized around dancing. And when I was 20 years old, I met um, Alec, my partner, my dance partner, my husband. And he lived in the U.S. And I moved to the U.S. to dance with him originally. And then, you know, we kind of hooked up, got involved, and so on and so on. So we are still together now. I have two children. <laughs> How long were you in the professional um, dancing world before you actually got on the show? For 12 years? No, 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 I'm, I'm lying to you. I'm sorry. Uh, the show started in 2005. So for 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. That's amazing. And I know it's like quite a strenuous, you know, life. And um, I'm sure it was like quite the transition going from, you know, the actual, you know, real hard-hitting, title-winning ballroom world into the television, you know, produced world of television. Did you find, like, a little bit of a, a break, a relaxation in that transition? Or did you kind of miss the, you know, the hard-hitting style uh, competing against, you know, other professionals? Well, so when the show started, the reason why we even auditioned on, to, uh, on a show 
why we even wanted to do it was because we were kind of tired of the ballroom world. Ballroom world, but not tired physically. Ballroom world is, is very strenuous. You literally train like an Olympic athlete. Not many people know it, but dancing is kind of this combination of art and sport, and it's very much sport. It's to the point that I remember if I would get sick or I would go on vacation and miss a week of training, I would felt like I missed so much and now I'm falling behind and all my competitors kept training are better and I'm falling behind. So it was like hours a day of training and doing not only dancing, but all the supporting stuff, yoga and uh, gym and cardio uh, to be like in the best shape possible. So when we... Uh, so, but we were also tired of competitiveness of it, uh, because what's going on in the ballroom dance world is, you know, it is art, and then here you are subjected to people judging you based on, um, you have five, ten couples on the floor, and they compare, and it's kind of like apple and apples and oranges. It's very much, it's it's very hard to compare because there are no standards like in ice skating. So we're kind of tired of all that, and we're looking for something else. And and uh, and basically, when we started dancing with the stars, it felt so much easier. It felt totally like um, um, like a relief. Like we had so much fun with it. We actually kind of rediscover having fun with dancing. We I felt like we lost it in a competitive world for a while. At least I can speak for myself. I love dancing so much, and I felt that the that competitive nature of it, and the fact also that the judges in competitive world are your teachers, so they can't possibly be objective. Uh, that kind of killed the whole um, the whole fun uh, for me. So when we got on Dancing with the Stars, I felt like, oh my god, this is so great. Pressure off because we really are not judges; we're celebrities that are being judged. Uh, it wasn't so strenuous, and it was more about performance rather than just uh, training obsessively to beat another couple. And if you even beat them, is it because you're better or because they uh, they are a little bit politically were better aligned with the judges? Because there's there's a lot of forces going on in the ballroom world. And yeah, and I mean, you touched on a few things there, but just for people that don't know, um, the competition is, you know, half uh, judges scores and half based on uh, America's vote. So there is a lot of, you know, bias there in different ways. And, you know, people have their favorites and blah, 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 blah. So it, it can sometimes not be a necessarily a competition of skill. But I do want people to really remember, you know, because some people... Um, don't understand the level of athleticism that ballroom dancing takes and w one of the reasons that i love the show is is the the sport of it all and that makes me so happy to hear that you know going to the show because i've got to say editor you've got one of the most beautiful smiles i've ever seen and you did always for the most part seem to just be having such a joyous time there so i love to hear that 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 was like a little you know reprieve from the more strenuous world yeah, i i literally i I felt like I found myself again. I felt like, yes, this is why I started dancing. This is why I fell in love with it. Um, for the art of it, for the for the performance of it, and not, not just to win. Uh, and and also the fact that we were not only judged uh, by the judges, but also by the audience, uh, as I said, took the pressure off because you understood, hey, it's a TV show. Don't take yourself too seriously. So 
so yeah, so for me, the show, I, I never even thought once about going back to actual competitive world. <laughs> you were like, bye, girl. I'm having a great time. Oh, I was, uh, oh yeah, I was definitely, I, I think some people maybe were considering maybe, hey, I will do this and this and then go back to it. Uh, for me and some, I think, did, but most of us stayed uh, stayed in, in um, entertainment. I'm sure you were getting a lot of perks <laughs> back in the day um, also. But, you know, and it's beautiful, though, because, um, you know, dance really is in, it, for me, it's, you know, the, I always say, you haven't met me until you see me dance, because I feel like it's, you know, really one of the most um, honest ways that I, you know, communicate. And so it's interesting. So, you know, during the show, you, you taught, you know, many gentlemen how to dance. And um, did you see a lot of that kind of like people finding themselves through the dance and becoming more comfortable and gaining more confidence and such? Uh, I did. And, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people did find themselves and kind of fell in love with it. I don't know if they continued with ballroom dancing, but, um, you know, a lot of these celebrities that are, that are on the, sh that were on the show, uh, very often they had a break. They haven't been doing much. And here suddenly, uh, they are in this public eye on a most popular TV show on TV because it has been for a while, uh, like the most watched show with like, close to maybe that an American Idol, the ratings were insane. They, at certain points, they, they had like 25, 28 million people watching. That's, that's kind of, that, that, these ratings are unheard of right now. Yes. There was a massive... They don't exist. Right. <laughs> they don't exist anymore because the, the whole model has to be changed. But, uh, but yes, so I did, uh, I did see a couple of people find themselves like, uh, from the earlier seasons, Mario Lopez. I mean, he just, his career took off after Dancing with the Stars. Like no one, you know, people knew about Mario Lopez, but Mario Lopez became Mario Lopez after Dancing with the Stars, really. Um, so, so like, I feel like the athletes very often, they, this, they discovered this, Sudden, suddenly this talent or this, um, I don't know, this love for dancing. I danced with Jason Taylor. He was actually from Miami. And he never, he's a very tall guy and he's a football player. He never danced before. And, and he was kind of shocked as he started learning that he can actually dance. That he actually can do the moves, that he looks cool. That, you know, his guys were laughing, obviously, at first at him. Like, hey, so what? Now are you going to wear a sequin shirt? You know, it's football, guys. And then suddenly, he is really good at it. And and, and no one laughed anymore. <laughs> Everyone was like, dude, you can really dance. You can really move. And he did the foxtrot, you know, the, the more traditional dances. And he did all the fun stuff. And, and, and I think he surprised himself with that. And so did Emmett Smith, I think, another football player. I don't think he, he knew he can actually dance like that. So that, that was really fun to see people uh, doing that. Yeah, you, you never know. I had a I had few partners uh, that technically should be amazing. They were young and athletic and uh, maybe not uh, 
maybe they didn't have any dance background. Once you get someone who's like a figure skater or uh, like a Disney star, you know, you know they're gonna be good at dancing in in some capacity or like a like a pop star. You know, anyone from I think they had Lance Bass and and they had Joey Fatone. Of course, they were good at dancing. That that was the job. They were singing and dancing on the stage. Um, but. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm hearing this helicopter and I completely love my. Oh no, it's totally okay. <laughs> I love the sounds. I love the sounds of real life on a podcast editor. Seriously. So uh, no, it's totally okay. And you know, um, so yeah, you never know what's gonna come out in someone. And you know, right, so, go ahead. Yeah. So so basically, there were there were people that technically should be amazing, and they had no they had no rhythm. They didn't have it. They they just they were just not good. They were just not great. Uh, but there were people that yes, that they were very surprisingly entertaining and uh, entertaining. Or even um, George Hamilton, he was. No one knows how old he, he is. <laughs> but he, he's a Hollywood but legend. He's a Hollywood legend. He never danced though, and 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 the fact that he was able to move like that, or or make the best out of whatever moves he could make because he couldn't make many moves. Like, I I, would, I literally was pulling out my hair because this was one of the first seasons and I was still used to the very competitive, athletic ballroom dancing. And here I'm getting George Hamilton, who's, he was definitely over 60, probably 70. And he's like, oh, no, I can't, you know, I can't put my foot too much on this leg and I can't bend over and I can't hold you and I can't do that and I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do <laughs> so, so we got very creative with the choreography and put a lot of thought into creating a storyline behind the behind the dance and and getting the costumes and the whole character and and I think it came out nicely I've never expected him to last this long on the show he did really well and it really was because of you know his spirit and you know also because of your creativity and you know forming the dance around him well he had a lot of input to it that was that was a kind of a fun journey for me because whenever we would uh, get a dance he always chimed in with his experience and with his uh input and with his creative vision and i love that because in the end of the day He's the one who's going to be performing it. He, if he feels it, he's going to perform this much better. Um, so it, it wasn't just me. It was, it was really a fun, fun teamwork with George. I love that. Kind of unusual. Good for you, Mr. Hamlin or George. And um, George. I, I would say, uh, you know, the show really is a team effort on so many parts. And one of the a large driver on the show that uh, really kept it going for so many years was Mr. Tom Bergeron, who. I think was really, you know, back in the day and throughout the years, just his ingenuity and his the way he was on his feet and the way he was so supportive of y'all. Um, do we just love Tom? No, we, I, I love Tom. I He's one of the most quick with it uh, people I've ever met. He's, he has always a funny comment to say and, and a clever one, too. So, yes, we love uh, Tom. And, yeah, that was kind of sad that he... Uh, He's not no longer hosting. Maybe they'll bring him back. I don't know what the what the rumors are. You never know. I mean, there have been like a lot of great hosts of the seasons, honestly. But the years where it was Tom and Samantha Harris were just like the the chef's kiss for me. Okay, 
They, right? They were, they were great. Yes, I think that was the best part. Yeah. They were beautiful. And, you know, that's back when the ballroom was the original ballroom. And I know that it's very glitzy and glamoury now, but, you know, I was watching some old videos and I actually liked the style of the old ballroom, just where it, it really felt like a, an actual theater, if that makes any sense, as opposed to like a, a stadium. <laughs> where, right. We're now. Uh, then, uh, go ahead. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I hear I hear this comment and I see how the show evolved, but the show had to evolve. Like, it couldn't stay the same through the 29 seasons. So I, I get it. It just had to happen. But I do find the first seasons with less gimmicks and, and just kind of a simple, more focused on dancing, kind of very charming. I I agree with that. Charming is the right word, Edita. And don't get me wrong. I'm here for all iterations of the show, okay? So they can, they can, <laughs> yeah. they can do whatever they want, and I'm I'm very much here for it. I find it charming, but I, you know, I open my mouth every, every time I see just production value whenever they do, like, the Disney week or 80s week, and they, they put all the gimmicks in and, and the staging and the props are amazing. So... Uh, so I do feel like it has an amazing appeal, probably to younger audience too. I don't know. I'm. I'm it's hard to say what uh, which demographic would they appeal more to, but it's definitely something that I am very fascinated with, and I and I I think they did a great job with that. I agree. And for anyone that's listening that has younger children, I do. I definitely encourage you to watch the show, whether whether it's coming on live or online, because it really is a great teacher for kids. And we are sitting here with professional dancer from Dancing with the Stars, Edita Slavinska. We will be right back on the Wayne Holtz podcast. You never know who'll show up to the Wayne Holtz podcast. Really happy to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Rock goddess Nina Diaz. You know, first of all, it begins with having the passion, having the passion for the music. TV host, author. And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, don't forget that. Of course, Ross. And celebrity big brother contestant, Ross Matthews. When you reached out to me and asked if I'd be on your podcast, it was a no-brainer. I love people who create and contribute, and that is you. It is so nice to talk to you. Cool conversations with people we want to know more about. Hey, guys, this is Chris Booker, and you're listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. This is J.D. Sampson, and you're listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. This is Perez Hilton, and you are listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. Listen to the Wayne Holtz Podcast free now on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and at thewayneholtz.com. Yes, welcome back to the Wayne Holtz Podcast with Edita Slavinska, professional ballroom dancer. So, Edita, you've worked with a lot of people over the years, um, but I want to talk about some of the, the dancers really quick. So, we're going to do, like, a quick little word association. So, I'm going to name a name, and you just tell me, like, the first thing that pops into your head or a story or whatever, okay? So, let's right. let's start with Louis Van Amstel. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, a story or just, like, one word? Whatever. Or, Either. Whatever. You know what? Talented. Louis is super talented. Uh, he is one of these people that kind of revolutionized ballroom world. You know how every once in a while there's someone that comes to a certain discipline and brings something new and fresh? And Louis and Julie Fryer, he's like original partner from a long time ago. They they had this very different approach to ballroom dancing. It was like very modern. They were working on dynamics and 
and I thought he's very he he's just a very very talented guy, and um, I don't know if it if if it came through on on the show on Dancing with the Stars. I don't think it did. I don't think he ever had a chance to to really maybe maybe the medium was wrong for him. I I don't know. Um, something didn't click in my opinion. But uh, but I think that Louis extremely talented uh, human being and he has his vision and he pushes for this vision. Um, yeah, so I, I have a lot of admiration for him. I love that. And his, uh, yes, I hear what you're saying on all of that. And I think it was a season with Priscilla Presley where I feel like we did get to know him a little bit more. But um, I love that. Oh, come on, Louis. Okay, so next up, Kim Johnson, now Hershevek. Oh my gosh, sweet. Kim is the sweetest person you ever meet. She is just a darling. Like, she's, uh, and she, she also, yeah, she's, you know, she probably, um, right? Like, no one cannot like Kim. I love <laughs> she's that. <just> the <laughs> she she, she, she does is. seem sweet, and I, I love her, her motivational tactics. What about um, Cheryl Burke? Cheryl? Cheryl, oh gosh, you know, I've known her for a very long time. I've known her uh, before Dancing with the Stars. She lived in the same area, and we used to train together. Not in the same studio, but we would overlap sometimes. We would take lessons with the same teachers. Cheryl is, um, gosh, what's Cheryl? Cheryl surprised me. You know, I never, so I knew Cheryl before the show, and I never... And I thought she has done an amazing job on the show. And I think she fit, fit the show with her personality and um, and with her whole persona, with her style of dance. So, like, let's say Louis was an amazing dancer in a ballroom dance world. And I don't think it shined through on that with the stars for some reason. I think with Cho, it was other way around. She was not... Uh, and Louis was a world champion, by the way. Louis was like the top of the top. Um, Cheryl was a very good dancer, but she wasn't that caliber. She wasn't a, a world champion caliber. But on Dancing with the Stars, she really opened up. And she. I think, you know, she knows how to adapt to a situation. I think she's really clever with that. Yeah. Yeah, clever she's, is a great uh, way to describe it. She knows how to... Um, how to appeal to the audience and how to keep people interested in what she's doing and how she's doing things. And I think she did wonders with Emmett and with several of, of her partners. Well, shout yeah. out, shout out to you, Cheryl. Okay. Two more. Maxim Schmerkowski. I, I have to say low cocky. I have to say <laughs> he just is, he just says, I love mugs, but he just says like that first thing that stands out is that he is very self-confident and it might come across as arrogant sometimes. He, he is. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's, he's a very hunky, uh, hunky handsome guy. Uh, women love him. He's a great dancer. Uh, and I think, uh, again, he was he was great in a, in a ballroom world and I think he did great uh, on the show too. And he... He is not coming back. Is he still on the show? No, I don't think so. No, I don't but think whatever, so. Whenever he was, he was he was so brilliant in stirring controversy and doing things that are brilliant on TV. People want 
people want to have something to talk about. Uh, and Max always provided plenty. <laughs> Oh, yes. I love that. People definitely check out some of Maxim's old quips on the show. Okay, last, and we'll just throw them together. Uh, the Huff siblings, Derek and Julianne Huff. Well, you know what? I don't want to be, I don't wanna be um, boring, but uh, Derek, Derek definitely, Derek, Derek is like a um, triple threat, super talented dude. And and so is Julianne, but I think Julianne is, uh, is a little bit, her career was a little bit more planned and sophisticated. I, I think Derek is just a pure force of nature. He's just naturally so gifted. This this guy can sing, can dance. Uh, he loves, he has an amazing sense of adventure. Uh, like those, you know, and, and both of them are very much groomed for this career and for this life. I don't know if you... If you know that they spend uh, their like you kids as kids and as teenagers, they lived in London and they went to like the performing arts school. They had a little band as little kids. I remember them singing like little uh, singing and dancing little songs when they were like ten, twelve. Um, they started playing guitar, piano, so they were so well. Um, position for the show like their career just had to take off and obviously they are both so good looking so just gifted you know they are both very gifted i know i love that and beautifully said miss linska um i love the whole family of all of you dancers and the work that you put into the show over the years and the entertainment that you brought the inspiration to myself and to many others and i want to thank you for your time today miss edita Slavinska. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Yes. Where can people find you on social media, by the way? Uh, just uh, editor Slavinska on Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty much editor Slavinska, not even official. There you go, y'all. You'll see. Oh. You'll see the spellings and all the details in the podcast notes. Um, we want to thank Ms. Edith Slavinska. Make sure everyone to download and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to the Wayne Holtz podcast. Tell your friends and. That's all for today. See you next time. This episode was produced and engineered by Dominic K. When it comes to looks and smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. Let me rise to the occasion. I'll photo you with the in my headphones your voice will be playing and I won't be limited to just one minute with more You won't quit talking once you start to shrug I can't stop the beating in my heart